Episode 27, Not Guilty. That you spent at the apothecary was kind of eventful. Uh, so Lavinia and Irwin and uh, and Sophia were all hunkered down within Charlotte's home. Uh, you managed to stout out and notice that there were people that were starting to surround that home. Did nothing to uh, react to that, and uh, <laughs> and then a fight ensued, and that fight proved to be very very scary for Lavinia. Uh, yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, as a giant ogre ex-con mercenary named Manfred Nessel, uh, a definitely a hired hand, right? Yeah. Not an ideologue, not, a, not someone who politics much, but definitely someone who's just been hired to do a gig. He burst into Charlotte's home with two other folks and nearly killed Lavinia in one shot. And Lavinia cast some crazy spells and she went blind temporarily, killed all of Charlotte's, yeah. uh, all of Charlotte's plants. Malignancies, right? Oh, you're talking about chaos manifestations. Yes, yeah, that one. Okay. Malignancy, though, that sounds like an even worse sounding like, chaos malignancies. Uh, and then uh, and then I would say Erwin had a good kill, right? He uh, he killed Dirty Mother with like one. Oh, that was gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it looks disgusting, uh, but... If Emily was here, she'd be all over that. So then, uh, <laughs> then Sophia chased another person away, sort of. Mm-hmm. So the last one standing, however, was the ogre mercenary Manfred Nessel. And lo and behold, walking across the street, uh, for reasons that we'll get into soon enough, uh, was our new our new partner in crime, so to speak, uh, Hubert. Is that his name? Yeah, that's my name. Hubert Hines. Hubert Hines. Oh, you want alliteration. Yeah. Okay, is this uh, is this in reference to something? Uh, just the first name. Okay, I like to reference like Japanese RPGs and the characters' and the names. Right on. I like doing that. Okay, no, that's cool. Man. Yeah, that's cool. Do you want to tell everyone what your your profession is? I'm a cell sword. Yeah. So because I'm ex militia, yeah. I'm now just getting jobs when yeah. I can. Yeah, and so we learned from some some really quick conversation as the wardens came uh, finally to investigate the screaming that was going on. Finding the death, you know, the dead ogre, finding the dead woman inside of Charlotte's home, we found out that that Hubert actually is an ex warden. Uh, didn't quite make the cut, and uh, along with Irwin and along with Sophia, uh, was thrown into the jails that are in town, like the the warden cells. And when you all arrived there, you found two other people inside of those cells: uh, Sonia and Gus, two people that have been referenced before as being the wardens who were uh, arrested or suspected of stealing uh, some saltpeter. So uh, Lavinia is not with us. Lavinia is was taken to the clinic. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and start in the jail cell. And as you three are brought in and dropped into your cells uh, and you're thrown, thrown down, you're not manacled. Uh, you can see all in the cells themselves, and it's very dark in here. Uh, once once the door closes uh, in the kind of the lantern light that the wardens, Ralph included, had uh, dissipates. There's just a little bit of moonlight coming in from some barred windows, and so it's fairly dark in here. There are manacles along the wall, but you are not chained to them. Uh, it's mostly just stone floor, a hand, you know, a couple handfuls of straw and hay here and there 
and also remember that it's deep into the night. It's 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. It's not quite sunrise. Uh, but you're plopped down, uh, the three of you. You do not have any of your major possessions on you. Uh, so any kind of tools or weapons you, you were confiscated, taken away in bags. Are Sonia and Gus awake or are they resting? Uh, they are awake. Uh, so they... They appealed once more to Ralph, like you heard them as as Ralph was closing the door, and they were like, "Come on, you know, like, come on, Ralph, you you know we didn't do anything. Come on, this is ridiculous. You've known us for years." And Ralph just kind of shushes them and and closes the door and, and just says, "I've got things to do." And at one point, he sarcastically remarked at how the lot of you, meaning the group of Erwin and Sophia and and everybody else associated with your group have caused so many headaches for him over the past few weeks that it's fitting that you would somehow end up in close proximity to Hubert, who has failed him as a as a warden. Not that you're all entirely familiar with that yet, but he was just saying it's fitting that the, that the three of you would come together in this way. But you're plopped down, the three of you, in the same cell. And, and what, is, uh, what does Hubert look like again? I am a human, a young, salt-peppered hair, Five eleven ish. Yeah, that's right. Any uh, any sort of interesting scars or clothing? I actually like rolled no scars, so I'm just a clean clean boy. Okay, right on. All right, you're quite the fighter for you to be able to stand toe to toe as well as you did against that monstrosity of an ogre. Ah, uh, yes, I am ex militia wardens like these two here. Do you happen to know them, perhaps? Yes, this is Gus and Sonia. They still have you in here. How long have you been? A uh, couple days now. Uh, it's uh, it's not the best uh, best of conditions, but uh, we'll get fed at least. It's ridiculous if you ask me. Yeah, and that's just Gus who's who's, who's shooting. Sonia is trying to sleep a little bit, and so uh, I would say Gus would probably like. I thought you left. What are you still doing here? I got caught up with these guys. We're just going for my nightly fix, and these guys and like they. They, they can't see like can't say a damn thing in here because it is really dark you guys are basically just talking in the dark to one another weird shadow or two from the from the moonlight I haven't introduced myself properly but my name is Hubert it's nice to meet you I'm Erwin um, yeah that was really fortunate that you were there we would have been in a lot of trouble without your help is it something normal that the wardens do to like keep you in here for defending yourself uh, you know, if there's trouble, they keep you locked up so you can't cause any more. But maybe once they get the situation straight, they'll let us out in no time. So, I mean, at this point, I would say Gus is kind of interested. Sony doesn't really seem to be piping up too much. But she, you know, Gus is kind of inquiring, like, what went down? Are you guys kind of sharing? Yeah, yeah we'll just tell him what, who showed up and how we fought. You killed Man Manfred? He came seeking blood with these guys. I don't know what was up. You hear, like, a little whistle kind of go out. I think I misjudged you. I thought you would just, uh... Just a junky washout. Maybe there's more to you yet. Kind of a backhanded compliment in some ways. At that point, he's like, all right, enough of this chit-chat. Let's get some sleep. Yeah, I'll find a nice spot to rest as well. Okay. I'm trying as comfortable as I can get as on, uh, like, stone floor as you can get. I imagine there's not too much in here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cold. Uh, it's safe at the very least. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. But it's not, you know, it's not the lavish provisions that were Loudon's dormitory. You it's also, to lay on. Yeah, it's also better than like the cold floor and ground of the north. Uh, so we're going to shift over then briefly to the clinic where around the same time as you all are being 
taken to, to the cell. Lavinia is being helped with a very kindly neighbor by the name of Tim, who has kind of got his arm you know, underneath yours, and one of the other wardens that were at the scene uh, has, is lighting the way with one of his, his bull lanterns, and they go knocking on the door a bit, uh, and eventually uh, Doc Coley in her nighttime attire, just like just like loose robes, and she's you know hustling to kind of cover herself up. She answers the door with a lantern and, and kind of cursing here and there, and takes one look at you, and you, again you have a huge gash like right across yeah. your your torso. Uh, it's amazing that you didn't suffer any kind of serious, long-lasting injury. They quickly hustle you in and plop you down, and, and Tim kind of explains to to the doc exactly what he did, and she's looking at the bandages and unwrapping them, and reasonable enough job. Uh, and the, the warden's kind of asking you questions along the way, kind of getting your statement, so to speak, like yeah. what, what exactly happened. Uh, shortly thereafter, as this is all transpiring, and... I mean, are you telling? Are you telling everything that happened? Are you being honest? Yeah. Or? Okay. And shortly thereafter, like, in comes Charlotte, uh, and she is like, "Oh my, are you okay? <laughs> oh, sweetie, oh, Gordon, what are they? What are you? What are you into?" Wow. In a very yeah. Uh, um, and then, and then when the when the warden's not looking, did you see? I took him down. Put the crossbow. Oh, sorry. And then she looks at your eyes, which are milky white. I guess you didn't see him at all. You know, those those sons of it's one thing to break into your home, but they kill all my plants. Why do they kill all my plants? Just rude if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so and she's really saying all these things. She's yeah. a sort of a babbling uh, grandmotherly figure with like this crazy frail like you know, red hair that's trying to be caught up in some kind of bun but not quite making it. Yeah. After some time the friendly local neighbor and the warden kind of move over what looks to be another cot. So it's getting quite quite crowded in here. Yeah. As there's Bear, who's who's in the middle of sleeping on some sort of painkillers, probably. Uh, you can see his, his, his hand, his arm is, is seriously bandaged up. Uh, you can see that Bruno is tending to him. And you can see that Cressida, uh, the woman that you only casually... Have, have seen in, in reference from time to time uh, is also there. Uh, the boy Chadwick is in, in the room, uh, but you're you're found a bed. The the neighbors released, and eventually uh, the warden leaves as well. But Charlotte sticks around just to make sure that you're okay. Uh, the doc insists on having you stay overnight just to make sure, and she can check you and, and try another heel check in the morning. Okay. It's not a couple hours before uh, the sun uh, starts to peak up. Uh, but eventually it does, and those of you in the jail, you hear kind of a, a loud ruckus coming from from out the way you came, and in comes this heavy-set woman with ill-fitting armor uh, that is dyed the usual kind of navy bluish colors that you would see of a lot of these this uniforms, and she brings in what looks to be a handful of bowls of slop and slides them into your into your cells, uh, but eventually departs. The light's coming through at this point. You can kind of see everybody. Sonia's up. She's eating. And you all can go ahead and move your peril thresholds back up if you want to uh, put it at imperiled at this point. Uh, Lavinia, you're good to go all the way up. You're in an actual bed. Okay. Well, I guess breakfast is here. So uh, you start eating through it. It's really nothing impressive. It's just some sort of 
gruel. Uh, it's gray. Tastes gray as well. Sophia so. would introduce herself to Hubert. We didn't get to do introductions last night. Oh, I didn't Sophia. even notice. There was another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was sort of doing a lot of running last night, so I'd, I definitely appreciate your assistance. It's a pleasure. What are you guys doing? What got into that trouble? The house was attacked. And we were just staying there and we saw that there were some people kind of casing the house and we're hoping that all they were doing was casing the house and then they tried to break in so we defended ourselves and told charlotte hmm i'll have to speak to lavinia about this after breakfast ralph Wilhelms comes back he takes the three of you and kind of again not rough they're not rough housing or anything like that a couple other wardens are there just to make sure and they escort you out of your cell and they they kind of move you into a separate room, sit you at a table, and they pour some sort of hot beverage in front of you. And uh, he sits across, and he has the look of a man who has not slept in quite some time. And uh, he you know, removes his, his helmet a little bit, and you can see that his hair is starting to recede a little bit. And he's got little flakes of white and gray hairs. Uh, he, he's, when you met him just a few weeks ago, he, he, just, he already looks older. It looks like it honestly looks like he's aged. Uh, it's it's it, it's almost remarkable. Uh, and he says, with kind of like this open arms, I just don't know what to do with you all. Every every time I turn my back, every day, something else comes up, and you just seem to be at the center of it. It's one thing to go rumor mongering and gossiping in front of the town about this and that. It's another thing to kill people in the middle of its streets. So if you could, could you provide me the context that I need to understand just exactly what happened? It was self-defense. We were staying at the house and we saw these people outside and we kind of watched them to see what they were doing. And they tried to break in the house and we defended ourselves. This is a strange thing. Why would they wants to break into Charlotte's, and I guess the second question would be, why were you staying at Charlotte's from what I've gathered? She doesn't seem to care much about the two of you at all. And you, Hubert, you only cares about as a customer. And I also thought that you all were staying over at the the dormitory with Loudon, and yet here you are in the middle of the night, killing a, admittedly a known awful creature but nonetheless in the middle of the streets and there's another woman who I can't even recognize because of whatever you've done to her face I, f I feel like there's more to the story and I think it's time for you to be out with it we had absolutely been staying at Loudon's and then our rooms were broken into last night and Lavinia offered that we could stay at Charlotte's your rooms were broken into it's again very curious Loudon's a very runs a tight ship a tight ship. Someone broke into your rooms. You fled the premises. Took shelter within another woman's home. And apparently whatever it was that they broke into your room for was enough for them to try and kill you in the middle of the night. I'm sorry, but I think there's more to this that you're not telling me. He's not being mean about this. He's just, at this point, he is a exasperated man that, from all accounts, seems to be a decent human being who is just trying to understand why there was 
a dead ogre in the middle of the street at three o'clock in the morning. Why these random people that have been around the town for maybe a month or so now at most. And every time he turns around, you guys are involved in something. And, and up until this point, a lot of it was just sort of irritants. But now there's blood on your hands. There's dead people. And admittedly, he says, yeah, I understand that self-defense is self-defense. But until I get a better explanation for why there's people trying to kill you here, and assurances that this type of behavior, this type of violence, isn't going to follow you again, I, I don't see any reason to let you out. Hubert, are you with them? I just met them last night. I Only up to the point where the ogre showed up. I don't know much else. Are you working? Uh, just here and there, what jobs I can find. Maybe another day in the cells will shake your lips looser than they are, and he gets up, and he leaves. Another day, Ralph, come on, you know I haven't done anything. And uh, he shuts the door, and a few moments later, a couple of the other wardens come out, and they bring you back to the cell and plop you down back inside. We're going to cut over now to the clinic, where Lavinia... Uh, you spent most of the morning sleeping, mm-hmm. and you you woke up. Uh, Bear's there. You've had some some small words. He's he's kind of trying to work out his hand a little bit. He's like kind of laying in bed. He and Bruno seem to be playing some kind of card game or whatever, just passing the time. And Charlotte kind of comes comes to you. She's like kind of bringing this and that. She's bringing you a change of clothes and that type of thing. Uh, and eventually Doc Quelly, uh comes up, checks her bandages, and I'm going to go ahead and, and roll. So what are you at in terms of the damage threshold? Um, I am at... There was one success last night. Oh, yeah. No, I was... I'm grievously wounded, so I am seriously wounded. Okay. So that just sets the difficulty. Okay, so you can go up one more. 28, that's a success. Excellent. This is somewhere I'm kind of playing fast and loose with a 24-hour roll, but again, just kind of taking care. And she says... Uh, Doc Quali says, there's no reason for you to stay overnight again, I think. Uh, from what I can tell, it it looks far worse than it really is. It, uh, in, in, in truth, Lavinia, it could have been, it could have been way, way worse. And at this point, your your eyesight's kind of starting to come back. Like yeah, it, it was three hours. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still a little foggy here and there, but like it's, like you can see things. Yeah. Like it's, maybe it just needs like a wash or something like that to get some of the the scum out, you know, but yeah. uh, but she says at this point you're, you're kind of free to go if you want. Yeah. If um, he caught up with me, I would not have lived. That's true. Um, um, a few more inches to the left or even a few more inches to the right, and I don't think this slash would have let you live either. And um, she sort of just pats you on the shoulder, and then she goes uh, kind of back to work checking some of her other patients. She yeah. seems to be in a, a little bit of an argument with the warden that's been sort of stationed around the clinic, keeping an eye on Cressida, and you can see that there's kind of fresh patches of blood uh, on Cressida's bed and kind of splotches on the wall as well. Uh, you don't recall seeing them yeah. when you came in, but it was also kind of dark and you were out of it. But there seems to be just some argument going on between the doctor and, and one of the wardens. Yeah. Please let me know if you need help watching Chadwick. Uh, and she's not really paying attention, and she's just yeah. kind of thank you, but no, everything's fine. And 
you honestly don't actually see him and you don't see Roderick either. Both of them seem to be missing currently. But Lavinia will leave with, if mm-hmm. is Charlotte with her? Yeah, Charlotte's there. Yeah. She came by and so the two of you wander back to her home, I would imagine, start cleaning things up. As soon as I can, we will look for more plants. I just don't understand why they kill them all. It's just, it doesn't, doesn't, you know, you've gotten into a, a bit of a bad grip, I think. Did, could they have done this? You think, you think they, they poisoned them or something? Uh, I don't, I don't believe they would have done this. I, I don't know if it, it could have been me when I lost my sight. I don't know. And she just looks at you and, oh, and pats you on the, on the hand a little bit. I told you you need to be more careful with your... I should have listened better, Charlotte. I'm sorry. Mm, especially in the town. But you said you got the final shot. Oh, I, I did. Right between the shoulder blades. Took him down. Charlotte, you didn't tell me you were I, so rascal. Yes. I, uh, don't wake an old woman up from her slumber. <laughs> That's the lesson here. <laughs> so uh but yeah she's 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 pretty proud of it and as you guys are walking and you're hearing like people talk like did you hear did you hear that commotion last night like, oh, i thought i heard i thought i heard that there's, there's dead ogre in the middle of the street i, I think it was manfred and there's just all sorts of people gossiping and charlotte is just like with her with her her <laughs> head and shoulders kind of thrown back a little bit and she says it's talking about me but i'm not gonna say nothing don't want this blowing back on me thank you very much uh but eventually you make it back to her to her house and the uh the bodies have been cleared out the stains have not uh the the damage hasn't and uh i think lavinia will try and help cleaning okay so you spend some time that afternoon i would say yeah. So later that night, you're given a second meal back at the jail, and as the as the wardens come back, they take uh, they take the bowls. Uh, you think that like that was that was kind of fast. Like you're not quite done scooping up your gruel. Uh, you can see that they're not actually coming back for the bowls. They're in fact bringing another individual into the cells. Uh, and when you see them come in, lan- lantern light in hand, because at this point it's a little past uh, sunset. It's getting dark again. You've been in here for almost a full day, and you can see a, a decently tall elf, elvish man, uh, with what looks to be a significant amount of tattoos. Uh, these these indigo-colored tattoos whirling around uh, on his face, on his arms and hands, the little bits that you can see, uh, and they plop him down in a separate cell, except they manacle him to the wall. As they're walking back out, one of the, the, the kind of the heavy set woman turns to you, Hubert, turns to also to Gus and Sonia and says, I'm um, be a DS and just keep an eye on that one. Just make sure. Don't uh, don't look at him for too long. He's got a he's got a way about him, you know, just if he does anything funny, just shout out. And then uh Gus and Sonia are just like, Yeah, okay, whatever, whatever and then the old woman leaves. Can we like have during the day tried to chat up Gus and Sonia and see if they'd say how they ended up in here to sure. us? Sure. Sure. What do you say to them? You guys seem to be fairly knowledgeable and about who's in here. I mean, like, you know the guards and everything. You well, we've been walking here for years. So How'd you end up in here? Uh, it's just a bit... I, it's just it's just politics is what it is. They, they think we stole something, and they, you know, or we let someone steal something. We didn't. It's just plain and simple. What, like, like money or... Nah, no, I mean, not, not as much, no. Just, well, 
No, like we worked at the mines and we worked for the monarchy and we just be there, you know, gotta have our enforcement, gotta make sure that their investments are properly secure, that sort of thing. And we were just, yeah, we were on guard, we were on watch, just like we'd been on watch on guard together for, I don't know, 50, 60 nights over the past few months. And, uh, strange thing, just, uh, uh, maybe just we weren't, uh, maybe we weren't sleeping well or maybe we weren't, uh, you know, eating raw or something, maybe we're come, both coming down with something, but uh, we just fell asleep, and uh, when we woke up, well, and old Radina, she was just right on our face, and off to our throats, saying, you know, who did it, who did it, and uh, I guess, there's yeah, some some caskets missing, is all it is. Were, were you the only guards there? I mean, we did the overnight shift. Is there anyone that maybe could have, like, put something in your food that or that wanted to take something from there? I mean, unless you know how to make stuff with it, it doesn't do anything. It's just a bunch of just a bunch of bat shit. Is what it is, really. At least that's what Oswald says it is. Just bat shit. Just lots and lots of bat shit. And so it's like it's more complicated than that, but I mean, more or less. Is there anybody that would want to like get you in trouble or anything? No, I mean, I mean we've got our enemies, sure, you know, but I don't know. They, I don't think we've got any, like, serious enemies. Not like you lot, apparently. Yeah. No one's come hunting us down in the middle of the night to try to kill us. Yeah, we're apparently really bad at meeting people. Like, I've... I don't know, like... Just... Yeah, do us a favor and stay the fuck away from us once we get out, okay? Thanks. He, he chuckles. It was sort of a joke. It was definitely not my intention to cause a disturbance like this. Yeah, intentions don't mean shit. I'm starting to learn that. But yeah, we just, um... They took a whole mess load of stuff, and they're very concerned with the uh, the workings of that one over there. I guess uh, we've had some problems in the past few months. Things going missing. What kind of things? Oh, first it was just first it just seemed like accounting errors. If you you know, it's just you you get so many things, and one crate goes missing all of a sudden. One, one casket just one casket off. You you think you put a dozen on the on the cart, and you get back to the warehouse, and there's only ten. You know, plenty of people over there don't know the numbers numbers too well, so it's bound to happen here and there. And every now and then you open a crate and you think you're going to find a whole bunch of dried saltpeter and you, you find a bunch of a bunch of iron ferrite or something. So, and now mind you, I don't, I don't know one rock from another, but uh, Oswald's been trying to teach us a little bit. It's just a little peculiar, and, and they just want to blame it on us now. They think it's all us. No, I mean, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't. You've worked with them for so long. Oh, motive? What was? I said it to Ralph. I said, "What motive do we have? We can, we can leave. We've, we've done our service. We can leave anytime we want. But we, we like our jobs. We're used to being here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a, it's not a law for everyone, but it's ours, and we've chosen it. In, but, uh, but now Rodina just wouldn't hear it. You know, she just wouldn't hear a thing. She's got that vicious, raven-like face of hers, and she just was all anger. And uh, who's Rodina? It's one of the governors. You know, one of them. Oh. The blood wardens. You know, the good ones. I see. Yeah. So uh, Hubert, you would probably—I mean, you might know the name. I'd say you'd probably not have had any direct interaction. Mm-hmm. But if you've been around for a little while, you, there's certain people whose names come around. And so you would know her as being a 
younger, not nearly as young as you, maybe 30-something, uh, kind of dark-haired, closely-cropped-haired woman, and is if, if Jonas Fair is, is the governor's right hand, she's the governor's left. Okay. She's the one who kind of does the dirty work, whereas Jonas, despite his big, kind of gross voice, is kind of the one who does the the social relations, if that makes sense. No, I don't know what you guys have gotten yourselves into, but tomorrow Ralph's going to come by again and ask you the same question, so if you have something to say... It's going to be the same answer. We've been here for a short amount of no, time. No, the same answer is not going to work. You can make something up if you have to, but just get out of here. Make something up. That seems like a oh, really good idea. And like Sonia's like, oh, don't think... Uh, yeah, you know how making things up with... Uh, it's one of the reasons you ain't uh, wearing the uniform no more, Hubert. Maybe just tell the truth and the whole truth this time. You can well, I mean, trust them. The I truth don't. is even worse. The truth is that, you know, we have members of our party that we've got one that's missing. We've got one that was taken and thrown off a cliff. I mean, we have a huge target on our back. <laughs> just we've just barely gotten here. Like at, at the thrown off the cliff thing. Who's got, who, who got thrown off a cliff? One of our party members. Yeah, well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have another one that's missing. And, you know, we're sitting in here. We didn't actually do anything wrong. We were defending ourselves, and we're sitting in here, and now we can't go try to find a member of our party that's missing. So, I, you know, I don't know what's going on, what kind of different factions you've got here of people that follow the rules and people that don't. And yeah, It's just like any other city. You got some who follow the rules, some who don't follow the rules, and some who follow some of the rules, but not all of them, you know? It's just how it is. It's just life. And with how fantastical it is, the story, it, it seemed like we were making something up anyway. Well, I guess you just continue your, your task and we'll see you tomorrow then. We can talk more, you know? Yeah, but uh, I think I'm going to go to bed. As it kind of turns, you guys hear from the other cell. Just a kind of a low <laughs> and then kind of like the scene from the dark knight where the joker just starts clapping you look over <laughs> and you see him this this elvish guy with all sorts of tattoos you see him just like wringing his hands free of the manacles as if he's just cleaning you know kind of giving his uh his wrist with a bit of a tug hi hi well don't you just keep it down for the night thank you and then he uh, closes his eyes and curls back up in the corner. We're going to get in the corner as far away from him as possible. <laughs> so the next morning comes around. You're given your, your slop and you're allowed to eat. And then old uh, old Ralph Wilhelms comes out. The heavy set warden comes with him and another. And they get the three of you and they, they sit you down in the same room. And Ralph looks worse than he did the day before like he again like he still hasn't slept and uh he says to you all anything else you'd like to share are you really gonna believe what it's i tell you it's not about belief it's about you telling the truth so i'll start with why we came here looking for oh Gabriel. i've heard this one yeah. before yeah yeah someone yeah. named Gabriel. yeah, yeah i got you found him have you unfortunately not you ever, uh, you ever think that's kind of a strange thing to be coming all across the world for is to find some missing fell out in the woods but his father was paying us and we really needed work mm. we went without work for weeks hard. it's that hard to find a job down in the monarchy is it apparently we're 
not qualified. Hmm. We made a mistake on a job and they stopped hiring us. There's other cities, there's other towns. You could have gone all sorts of different places, but you came here. Yeah. I rode over the White Sea with you all and you were all perfectly fine then. It was a great first impression. You remember when we first met? Yeah. Remember what you all said to me? He said, we found an accident. Warden's dead. And only one person survived. We had to take your word on that. And I did. But I gotta tell you, with everything that's been transpiring of late, I'm gonna start reevaluating some of what you've been telling me. Well, when we spoke to Loudon, some of Gabriel's belongings, there was a book that's not allowed to be had. And it was found on someone else. And those are the people who tried to kill us. For a book? Yeah. Hmm. And I suppose that uh, you had this book on you. If I go looking through your, your, your belongings, I can find this. Yeah, you can. And so he makes a motion and one of the wardens brings in like a bag of stuff. Just you hear clink, clink, this stuff's kind of moving around. And they just dump it down on the table right in front of you. Everything's clattering all over the place. All your stuff breaks. Takes on the ruined quality. <laughs> um, and the book is in there. Yep. Is it? Okay. Yep. And so he picks it up and he takes a look at it. He says, this is it, huh? Yeah. This is, the one. And this is, is this the one that's got all of like the markings in it or is this the one that's clean? That's the one that's Gabriel's. Okay. And he starts reading through a few pages and his eyes just light up his eyebrows. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. We're trying to figure out why he would have that. We've been asking people and we think we found something that they weren't supposed to. He leans back in his chair and he says, I'm supposed to believe that this is some worker, Gabriel, whatever his name might be. It's his, is it? It's not you yours. Can, you can ask Loudon. He gave it to us. Mm. It was in his possession. I think I will do that, in fact. And uh, the people that are after us had that book. And there's Why one. are they after you? Because and who are these people? Who we, are they? We don't know. And they're after us because we snuck in to a meeting. And they're wanting to, as fantastical as this sounds, they're wanting to take over this town. Oh, really? Yep. And like I said, you're not going to believe this, but you're welcome to do... If we're going to stay here forever, I might as well tell you. Mm. By the way, uh, Bear, the one that's in the clinic... Uh, the big one. Yeah, and the small one that's that's gone now. Um, they were taken outside the town at night when we're not allowed to leave. And the guards wouldn't let me out, but they were taken outside. So, not really sure if you can trust everyone you work with either. He leans back in his chair, starts flipping a little bit, kind of nonchalantly, like, kind of listening to you, but also kind of reading the book a little bit. He looks over towards Sophia. Anything you'd like to add to this? So the book isn't just the book. The book actually is a code. So it seems that when this group meets, they use the book as a code. Oh. So part of the way that we were able to sneak in was because we were able to intercept a note that was slipped under a door at Loudon's. And if you follow the code, it will kind of tell you where the next meeting is. And if you look through the bags, you should find where we had kind of deciphered the code. Is there a particular reason you didn't want to alert the guards, the wardens, myself to this when you found this secret note to this special secret meeting? You didn't think to come tell us. 
we, we didn't really know what the meetings were about, what the goal of the group was. We just can knew you we read? were here. Can you read? Clearly you can, sir. Yes. And you know what's in this book. I know what's in the book, yeah. You know enough to not mention it until absolutely necessary, and you know what this implies about you and whoever else is in possession of it. And that's why I'm telling you, is because I wanted to stop it. Oh. Yeah. You did. The hero. Not a hero. Yes. Not at all. Couldn't just come and do your civic duty and let let me would, know, let would, us know. There's you? some secret underground meetings, perhaps it might be be prudent to let the law of would, the town would you know. Would you believe me? This new person to this town who's part of a group who's already made mistakes and drawn the ire of people of what anything I have to say. If I'm going to stay in here, I'm going to tell you this because I want this place to stay safe. And as Erwin mentioned, we followed the tracks of where Bear and Chovy were taken out. And they were taken out of the gate at a time when the gate should have been closed. So at that point, we have no idea who is in this group and what's going on. And I'll, I'll even throw even more of this conspiracy in there, uh, since we're already here. The boat that we rode here on, mm. they were smuggling guns here. Oh, they were? Yeah. How would you know this? Because Chovy found them. And you didn't tell me I was on the boat? Yeah, and no one would believe us. We're brand You keep making people. all sorts of presumptions about what I will and won't believe. You don't know me all that well, sir. No. At the I very don't. least, I would have inquired. At the very least, I would have looked at the crates. We don't know who to trust. We're very new to this area and have no idea who's on the Are you what new side to the monarchy? Anything. Do you not understand what this stands for? And he's like pointing to the emblem on his on his breast, where like you can see the crest of the actual country that you are associated with. You see his rank and insignia. He closes the book, clearly exasperated, stands up. So, you are aware, or at least you're letting me know, that you were aware that there was some sort of illegal smuggling happening on a ferry. You could have told me about it. Then, you stumbled across a book that indicated that there was some sort of insurgency taking place with clearly terrible intentions for the town. And at no time, until you were caught having killed people in the middle of the streets, did you decide to tell me this. And it's all because you didn't know if you could trust me. You didn't know if you could trust the very institution that has, for centuries, kept law and order within the monarchy. You, sir, are either an idiot or you are lying to me. That is enough for today. And he stands up, and they start, one of the others start like pulling all the weapons and stuff like that, and different things that you had in the bag back, you know, putting them back into the bag, and then they get ready to start taking you back. And as he's leaving, he says, uh, kind of just curiously, you said that Eastern Gate Wardens, what night was this? I'll tell them the night. Okay. And so then he disappears in the other, like literally right in front of your eyes. Poof. No, uh, he uh, he leaves with the book, and he brings and the other two wardens bring you back into your cell. Uh, well. While they bring us back, I'll tell them you might want to check on the elf friend. He might be slipping away. Okay, uh, and uh, 
And she's just like, thanks, sweetheart. And uh, goes in, and the elf is in manacles, just like normal. Hands up, sitting there, no problem. And uh, they sit you down. You get some gruel again for dinner. and Can't get killed in here, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just baffled at their situation. <laughs> Sophia's going to kind of mention to Hubert, and we didn't even mention yeah, our not wilderness. Done. Yeah, we're not done. We're not done. I like the, other... Oh, man. It was so funny when you started, when you mentioned, like, when you mentioned the boat. I was like, oh, the other crime that you knew about and didn't tell them. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> Things are coming on the roost. Man. We'll kind of just kind of process the like, you know, is that the right thing to do? And you know, just kind of have that discussion amongst ourselves. So, it's an interesting night, as the three of you are all given to strange dreams. You hear this, no matter where you're at and what you're doing, whether Erwin, it's memories distant and fate, you know, fuzzy, the deck of a ship beneath your feet. Cold wind on your face, the flap of a, of a of a sail on the mast above. You hear shouts to do this and to do that. You realize you're somewhere in your past. You probably before you you unceremoniously left the navy, and you're just sitting there, like tying a rope into a knot, and then into another knot, and it's like this becomes this really monotonous. <laughs> Thanks, Lon. Uh, it becomes this really monotonous task, and you realize you hear like this, almost like a buzz happening in your in your right ear, as if someone's trying to say something to you, and you kind of shake out of this little daze. And you look over to your right, and it's the superior officer from way back when, no one of particular consequence, and they're saying something to you, and all you hear is this weird buzz and then the buzz kind of goes away and you just hear a <laughs> this is kind of strange <laughs> and their arms that, that were kind of behind their back as if they were holding and they got very upright and in a you know really perfect posture suddenly come out in front and just start kind of clapping this kind of awkward slow clap and you wake up and as you look around you can see almost like the briefest of flashes of moonlight, these two little beads coming from the cell to your right. You feel like sweat on your your forehead a little bit. And then those little beads of moonlight disappear. Lavinia, the morning comes for you and you're, you're getting better. You and Charlotte start going about your your day. You start by going over and getting your, your bandages checked. So I'll go ahead and roll that. So you're at, what are you at now? Moderately. All right, so one spring. Oh, that's a crit success. Ooh. Yay. Nice. So you're good. What does that mean? All, all the way up? All the way up. You're Woo-hoo. good. You get two more, two, two ranks up, and you're good to go. I got a rad scar now. You do, in fact, have a scar. I don't know if I would call it rad. I'd say it's sexy. You know? Okay. That's cool. That's or cool. Witcher scar. Okay. I don't judge. <laughs> right on. Just all the way across. Yeah. Yeah. All the kids are going to be doing it soon. <laughs> oh, that's, that's weird. Uh, eventually... As you know, you've you've kind of gone off on these little small excursions the past day or two uh, outside of town. I mean, you, your new friends aren't back, and uh, every now and then, as you walk down the street, you kind of get this strange sense that you're being watched, that someone's eyes are on you, and you look into the crowd. And sometimes people's eyes pass you, and sometimes they don't. And I think Charlotte starts to feel it too. And uh, 
she she gets a little concerned about your safety, and eventually she uh, she has an idea and she heads over to the uh, to the barracks. She pulls out. Uh, she gets makes a hullabaloo like the an old woman. Like, where's Ralph? Get, get Ralph! Get get out here! I've known you since you were you know something like that. Yeah. Right? She's pulling that kind of thing, and and Ralph kind of comes out. And he's again exhausted and tired and sort of sick and you know just sick of having to deal with this this nonsense and you can see that he's he's certainly stressed but she tries to convince she's like um that Hubert fella is uh, he released yet? It's like no no he's still still kind of questioning him she's not really sure about his involvement in some things well. You can stop worrying about that one. I can't say much about the other two, but I can say that that one, I hired him specifically to to keep it on my sweet living you here, so you can just go ahead and just let him free anytime you want. Anytime you're ready. And Ralph kind of looks and is like, you're full of shit, right? Like, he looks over <laughs> at you, try to get like some kind of confirmation. Like, is, is this true? As if you're going to tell the truth and this crazy woman... Yes, Charlotte warned me that maybe I should not be involving myself with these people that I met um, when I was at my hut in the forest before winter came in. He nods to that, like, yeah, I think she's right. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's she's very wise about that at the very least. And I was just trying to be friendly. And then the next thing I know is we're having slumber party and there's people outside and then the ogre breaks down the door and cuts me in half and she kind of pulls down her like skirts or her dress to like show the scar oh my gosh lavinia calm down (laughs) (laughs) not not it's like upper okay you know okay and then uh then she's like and you know charlotte she has always taken very good care of me and then she she just kind of like looks at him expectantly like so it would be very nice if Ralph could come with us because we have been feeling... I am Ralph. Or... <laughs> I did get hit on my head very hard. <laughs> mm, I see. You said his name was Hubie? Hubert. Hubert. <laughs> oh, yes. Hubert. Um, yes. yes. We've been feeling very... Since the break-in, just unat ease at the house. And I don't know if it's just because I'm scared it will happen again. Or if those people who are following them are still there. Go ahead and roll a charm to... Okay. Uh, what is your uh, what is your social class? Uh, lowborn. And are you? Do you have higher? Do you have more ranks of uh, of order or chaos right now? Um, order. I only have order. Okay. Uh, this will be easy. Okay. And I don't need a point charm. Perfect. <gasps> okay. Pass. Okay. So he uh, he kind of lets out a little bit of a sigh. He turns to the, to the woman, the you know, middle-aged, heavy-set warden. He says, "Go ahead and let Hubert go." And uh, he, he he turns to you and he says, uh, "You could have said something sooner." And uh, you've been so busy. I just did not want to add any more to your plate. Yeah. Would you like me to bring you some tea? Uh, it's very kind, but I'm afraid I have I have to go see someone else. I have a meeting to attend. And, uh, but she will take care of you. Uh, goodbye. And, uh, you see him hurry out at that point. And, uh, as the door's closing, you can see that he's seems to be getting on to a horse, uh, as if he's you know, not just going around town, he's mm. going somewhere specifically. So, uh, as 
the, the morning progresses a little bit. The middle-aged, uh, heavy-set woman comes into the to the cells, and she's like, "Okay, Hubert, you're free to go." Oh, finally! Right, um, come on, let's go, love. What, what about these guys? And now, now, um, now, now, and uh, there's more things that have to be cleared up with them before anything happens. But, but you're free. Um, go ahead, Charlotte. Charlotte's there. She says, uh, she says you're working for her. I didn't. You, you could have said something, you, you know. Right. My, my things there too. Well, I can get you stuff. And so she takes you out and she kind of grabs you. So you get your inventory back. Nice. Uh, I instantly pop a lot of them in Quicksilver's. <laughs> Right in front of her? Uh, rush out and okay. do a thing. Yeah. Well, when you're out there, you can see like there's Charlotte, and uh, she immediately kind of grabs you like by the ear. She's like, okay, come on, <laughs> come on. And as you you go outside and you, you pop your stuff, and she's like, oh, goodness. Uh, she starts to to really kind of stare you down. She pulls you guys, the two of you off into an alleyway, and she says, I don't know what's gotten into you, Lavinia. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's the weather. I don't know if it's you're just stir crazy. I don't know if it's these new new friends of yours. But well, I can tell you this is what happened the other night in my home can't happen again. It just can't. And I almost lost you. And uh, I lost all my plants. And and uh, that's the two things I love the most. And so Hubert, this is what you're going to do. And uh, as you pop your your quicksilver and stuff, if you want to uh to keep injecting those things into your body I don't much care but if you want to ever get any more access to those types of things again there's only about three people here who can uh, who can make those and, and fix fill you up and if you ever want to get access to them again you need to protect my, my Lavinia here and if anything ever happens to her I'll tell you what whatever whatever things you're getting into whatever things you're drinking or eating it's just going to be a well, she's going to be drawled up at that point, and, and you're never going to get anything again. She's all, like, really frazzled. Like, like she's she's upset. Like, you can see that she's kind of crying at this point, and she's confused. She doesn't know where she is. She thought this is Del Boca Vista. She doesn't understand. <laughs> but essentially, she's she's kind of hiring you, but also kind of, like, threatening you <laughs> at the same so, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could do that. I've, I've already started last night. Uh, can I get, like, advance payment? Yeah, yeah. And she slaps you just right across the face, and you're going to go ahead and take uh, seven, uh, sorry, eight points of physical peril. Uh, and she says, uh, you've got some. You've got some. And, uh, and that's that. Back in the cells. Night comes. This day went by without any additional conversation from Ralph Wilhelms. A whole day passes. He never comes to get you. You're there. It's you, Sophia, Erwin, and so on, Gus, and that strange tattooed elf man. I'm going to feel around the cell and see if there's like a loose rock or anything that I can find to use in case anything crazy happens. Sure. Go ahead and roll an awareness test at uh, Challenger. I'm sorry. We can make it standard. Success. You look around... There's a, a couple rocks here and there as the wall is a mix of like brick and stucco of some kind and there's some some chunks are bigger than others. Nothing's nothing's too big. Yeah. You can you it's a little bit better than a fist but not a ton better. Yeah, I just want to like when I go to bed keep keep it behind me so I can grab it in case something happens. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that was enough for him to maybe go figure something out if he's trustworthy otherwise 
We will probably end up dead shortly if he's involved with it. I'm talking to Zofia specifically. So Zofia's going to try to think back. Like He seemed genuinely interested and surprised by the information. Mm-hmm. Thinking back, there, his reactions, from what you can tell, seemed like someone who was genuinely frustrated, genuinely, genuinely suspicious of the two of you, and the rest of your party. Uh, the discovery, however, of the book wasn't... If anything wasn't genuine, you would say his reaction when he was like kind of flipping through it and reading it felt more practiced or studied. And maybe he wasn't as surprised with finding that, or maybe this wasn't the first time he's seen something like this before. What about thing. the uh, creative gun stuff? The creative gun? What do you mean? Like his on reaction the to the crate of guns on the ship. He seemed genuinely surprised that you all uh, that you all didn't come tell him that there was a crate of guns being smuggled. Like he his it, why he was surprised, who knows? But he definitely seemed surprised. Okay. That, that caught him off guard. I'll share that re- recollection. <laughs> all the more reason I said that it's not going to be fun for us. But we were already in jail, so. So in the middle of the night, as you all are trying to get some sleep, the door opens up. You can see a, a warden leading somebody else in, and you can you can hear before you see who that person is. It's just this. What are you doing? Leave me alone! I wasn't doing nothing wrong. I wasn't doing nothing wrong. Get off me! And it's this this kind of elderly, maybe in her fifties or sixties, gross-looking woman, uh, dirty, and uh, they throw her down in the cell and one of the other cells. There's like five total cells, and so this is. This is the fourth, and there's still one empty. And she sits down, and she's just, like, cursing and cussing, and da-da-da-da-da. No, oh, I didn't do nothing that Markov doesn't do on the second floor of the box elder. And like, someone's like, uh, yes, and it needs to be limited to the second floor of, of the box elder. <laughs> also, you, 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 you just reek, is what it is. And then you see him leave, and she's just there, and humming and singing along this kind of old crone-like of a woman and he looks around see, sees a little bit of you in the dark and stuff what are you all looking at? welcome that Sophia's just sort of like welcome keep an eye on that one over there and points to the elf it's kind of dark so like with the lantern light gone from the warden Lord good that uh, it does nearly. She looks over and uh, I don't see nothing. And when you look over at the uh, at the elf, uh, you can see the silhouette of him just sort of pulling his his arms again out of the manacles, like kind of once more, and without anything. And at no point have you seen them take him out of the cell, by the way. And at no point has Sonia or Gus been taken out, and they're getting very fr- you know they're frustrated, but they're you know periodically they they chime up and this or that but but he, this one other one doesn't talk and uh you guys you guys hear something you guys hear a like a little weird noises coming from the woman's woman's cell and, and she starts talking but not to you and not to anybody else and she's like it's real it's real just eat up sweet oh eat up and you hear yeah it's Gross. a it's a good little it's a good little girl good girl Sophia's gonna kind of pipe up and just say, 
Oh, we had a friend that had a little uh, ferret. Shut what do you your have? fucking mouth. She's doesn't like when people talk while she's eating. What's her name? Um, um, uh, uh, Wheezy. Our friend's name was Gretel. That was the little ferret's name. I don't fucking <laughs> care about you. <laughs> Sophia enjoys just being. I know, I know. Yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> okay. It's a night pass. And Sophia, you, uh, you awake in the night, having had of a bizarre dream yourself. You remember being on a boat, remember being in the hold, you remember playing some strange game that you're sure you know the name of, but you can't recall because it's a dream and that's that's difficult to do in dreams, but it involved a small ball that's kind of bound bits of, of leather, these little tiny sticks and bouncing it and picking him up and bouncing it and picking him up and you get you get into this habit of just just bouncing the ball and you're and you forget to pick up this little sticks so you're just bouncing and bouncing and bouncing in this sort of trance-like state and you know that you are playing with somebody and again the name can't quite remember you're looking across and you see somebody sitting cross-legged and they're saying something to you they're pointing, like pointing down at the little things on the ground, maybe reminding you how to play. But and and the more the dream goes on, the more you forget exactly how to play, and you begin to focus heavily on just the bouncing and bouncing of the ball. And eventually, the voice just drones out to like this buzz, and then finally you hear. <laughs> And when you look over, you see this like faceless individual just kind of reaching their arms to the side, just kind of clapping a little bit with each bouncing of the ball. And you wake up and you look around and it's still before dawn. Erwin, you can hear, is softly snoring, but not obnoxiously so. And you can you can kind of hear some shuffling coming from your right. And you look over to the cell that had the the tattooed elf and you can see these two little blips of little eyes reflecting the moonlight as if staring directly at you and then just as quick those those go away you get this weird chill that kind of runs down your back a little bit through your shoulders a little bit and i need you to make a resolve test standard please despite you know, despite this this kind of strange occurrence, you're you've seen some some stuff, and you've been near death. And two little blinky eyes in the night isn't really gonna gonna bother you. And say so you're just gonna turn around and you roll over and go back to sleep. Morning comes, door opens up, no gruel this time. Instead, you see two wardens and then one person that you don't recognize. Uh, but they, tall, slender man, very close-cropped beard, kind of a brownish color. But he has on the similar type of clothing that you've seen Jonas Fair wear. And he helps these wardens grab you. And he, when he grabs you, he grabs you somewhat strongly on the, wrist, on, the on the arms, like up on your, your biceps. Doesn't say anything to you. He moves you into a different room. 
and they plop you down, and this time they manacle you. They manacle your your legs, they kind of chain them together and chain you to the floor. And then you see uh, the wardens leave, and this tall, kind of slender man just stands in the corner, leaning to the side, his arms crossed, his legs crossed, just staring down at you. It's a kind of a, kind of a dark room. The shadows are, are covering him as the, the sunlight doesn't fully hit where he is. And he just stares at you, doesn't say a thing, doesn't move, just stands there in that same kind of motion. About an hour passes like this. Eventually the door opens and you see first Ralph Wilhelms enter and he looks again even tireder than he did the day before. And then Jonas Fair walks in, ducking his head underneath the, the door because he is that tall. And he says, uh, less to you and more to, to Ralph and less a question and more a statement. Yeah, these are the, uh, the persons of interest, I see. And uh, Ralph said, yes, and these are the two. And so Jonas sits down in front of you, crossed, and then you can see that uh, Ralph kind of stands like right beside him. There's only one chair on the other side. And Jonas leans forward and he says, Hmm, an interesting tale has been told about you two and some of your compatriots. Ralph is a very thorough and honest man who does good work. It's come to my attention that uh, an insurgency might be operating within this fine town of Verdum. And what I aim to discover, what Ralphia aims to discover over the next hour, is whether or not you are part of that insurgency. If you are, you will not survive that hour. And if you aren't, then we will find some use for you. All right, so for the first time then, what we're going to be doing is a complex social intrigue, okay? So most of the time when we've been doing social intrigue, it's just like we did with Lavinia talking to Ralph, like just basically roll a simple check. But this is a little bit more complex because you guys are essentially being interrogated. Yeah. And you're being interrogated by two people who are some of the, the major law enforcement of this this town, and one of whom has a direct tie to the governor's, the governor's right hand. So uh, there are a variety of things that we have to do in order to complete a complex social exchange. So mainly, we'll start with this. Both of you are involved. That's obviously yep. going to happen. So, you can, so that's all taken care of. And I already know your social classes. Uh, I need to know, Zofia, are you higher in order ranks or are you higher in chaos ranks right now? Order. Okay. And what about you, Erwin? Order. All right. Okay, so then the other thing, uh, the other thing we need to talk about is what are your goals over the course of this little exchange? To convince them that I am not interested in participating in overthrowing the monarchy, I would like to help protect it because I, it's what my interest is. I'm just kind of okay. So not a part of insurgency. Yeah, I'm just not the smartest, quick thinker. But I don't also make want to help in protecting yeah. it, right? Yeah, I I'm not good at making decisions quickly in the sense of like will be the best decision for oh my god this thing happened and that's okay. why i kept everything to myself okay so zofia what about you um they could be the same goals they could be different goals some same some different what, what do you think and what do you want to get out of this zofia's primary goal is always self-interest so basically just the idea that getting out of trouble okay that's what i thought all right zofia will do anything to get out of trouble got it I, <laughs> I wasn't actually making a joke. I was being serious. That's important to know because that there is there is a, is a distinction between 
trying to convince them that you're not part of this. There's a difference between that and trying to do anything you can to get out of trouble. And there's also a difference between that and saying you want to help. Like all those three are three separate goals and that's what I'm putting down. All right. In this exchange, what basically happens is we're, we're obviously just going to do a little role play, right? Uh, but based upon your your chaos ranks versus order ranks, your, based upon your social class, based upon their social class, their whether or not they're more order or chaos aligned, uh, based upon their temperament toward you, like how they feel toward you, all of these things are going to shape and uh, affect the difficulty check because what you all are going to be allowed to do is you're going to be allowed to pick a social tactic. And a social tactic is just one of the social skills. And you know what they basically are. Charm and rumor and guile and intimidation and uh, bargain and, uh, and interrogation, I think even, though interrogation probably doesn't work for you all here. And so what you're going to do is you pick your social tactic and you tell me what it is that you're going to be attempting to do. Now, this is ultimately going to be what drives and sort of directs to some degree your uh, your role play here. Like this is sort of like your your guiding principle. You're not you don't have to stick to it if uh, if you feel that things are going you know you can kind of shift. But at a certain point, we change your social tactic at that point. But whatever social tactic you pick is going to determine a lot of things. So take a look at your skills, figure out what you're good at, figure out what would make sense in this situation relative to the goals you're trying to accomplish and, and pick your tactic. And what about uh, what about you there, Zofia? Rumor. Okay, so, so, so you're going to try to do rumor? Erwin, what are you going to try to do? Yeah, I guess uh, charm because, Guile, I'm not lying. Like, I'm not lying about it. I'm not, I'm not trying to lie. Okay. I will say that each of them who are participating... Uh, also have like a preferred skill that'll work well where if you succeed it's a critical success basically and then they also have one where if you do something they don't like then if you fail you critically fail barter would be better than one that than charm because charm is buttering them up okay so you don't want to do charm then yeah, what do you no, want to do it would barter be like saying the, bargain? The bargain bargain yeah uh, bargain's the idea of like an exchange yeah. like what can you do for them like what what can you trade is that what i'm putting down for you I mean, like, I'm interested in helping and that kind of thing. No, I, I don't want to flatter him because that's not going to do any good. I don't, okay. think, I don't think my character thinks flattery of someone who I've already pissed off is going to be a good idea. Okay. Especially knowing he's not good at it. So what are you deciding? Yeah. Bar, bar, bargain? Is that what it's bargain. called? Yeah. That. So that the idea is that you're trying to exchange. Like, you're like you're you're scratching their back and they're scratching yours. Type. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you have an easy bargain test in Zofia. You have a routine rumor test. Go right ahead. Make your rules. Success. Okay. I'm going to use a fortune point. Ah, okay. Go ahead. What do you got? Roll it. Critical success. Critical. Critical success. Mm, nice. Alright. Okay. So Jonas, uh, Jonas Fur, he's going to lean forward. Not at all threatened by the two of you. He's got these fairly hairy and thick forearms like Popeye forearms kind of plop down forward and he says from what I understand you all have been witness to some nefarious deeds but Mr. Williams here and myself and my other associates we are under disagreement over whether or not you were a part of those nefarious deeds Wilhelm looks on and he says Part of me thinks that whether or not they were engaged, they clearly didn't follow proper 
important legal and civic duties and reporting possible crimes. So, even if they were this insurgency, this underground, they certainly haven't done their civic duty in trying to present, prevent such danger. Uh, be that as it may, I, I would like to hear the defenses here. Uh, you, you seem to be the leader of this rabble. He looks you up and down. You get the sense that he's not impressed with what he sees. Mm. What say you? I uh, was looking to get more information to have physical evidence to bring to someone other than just, oh, hi, I'm this new person. Uh, you should uh, totally listen to me because in the past with my history, I'm fairly incompetent most things. Uh, other it's interesting. Uh, Williams, you're more of the the copper than I am. Have you ever, ever had a urchin or such coming up to you on the street and witness a crime? Yes, um, many a time here back in Austin. And were you at all uh, reticent about believing them? Doesn't matter whether we believe them or not. We still had to investigate whatever, whatever they claimed to have seen. So, had uh, this this man come to you on the the ferry and uh, noted that they think there were some sort of weapons being smuggled, you would have investigated it. Yes, it's it's very much my job, very much. And it's very much his job, his civic duty, to report such as possible danger. Yeah, so as you can see, uh, um, what was your name again? Erwin. No, no, family name. Ganser. Mr. Ganser. As you can see, uh, this excuse over whether or not you had some sort of evidence, that's not, is that your job, who you are? Are you an investigator? Uh, that is not my job, but yeah, I... So it, it, seems, it seems peculiar, then, that you would uh, feel the need to find some sort of evidence. It's, it's his job. Sure, but it's being smuggled to a place where I don't know anyone. I don't know who's smuggling it for who. Uh, I could go and, to the and, person. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it commonplace where you're from for, for people to only report crimes when they know who did it, why they did it, and they had uh, sufficient evidence for... For some sort of barrister to make a, uh, a, pr- a proper, uh, proper arrest and conviction is is just is just how it works where you're from. Generally speaking, no. Mm, generally speaking, no. Yeah, but for some reason, you felt that this is the tactic that you needed to take. I wanted to show that I could be of help, could alleviate some of the work from you guys. You no, I uh, thought you were lending a hand where you have the desire, perhaps to. Maybe part of the wardenship, is that, is that what you're saying? I have previously worked in the military, uh-huh. so I thought I could be military. some assistant. Military man. But like I said, I'm mostly only good at fighting. I mess up basically everything else I try to do. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. And you, man, why did you not say anything? Were you also privy to the uh, weaponry on this ferry? Yes, I was. And you didn't speak up? You are a free and independent individual, are you not? Yes, I am. You are not beholden to what this man says, are you? No, I am not. You can, you're free to choose to whatever it is you would like to do, yes? Yes. And so you chose to, to cover up a crime, is that correct? Not entirely sure that I knew a crime was being committed. I knew ah. that there were crates on a ship, and I knew that it was going somewhere that I've never been before. Mm. Mm. And uh, th- this book, he, he picks it up, he shows me. Have uh, you looked at it? I've looked at it. I'm uh, not... Are you aware of uh, its contents? Not so uh, good at reading. No, no, no. 
I say. Well, um, wasn't particularly excellent at reading myself. Intellectual curiosity allowed me to become better than where I began. You want to become better than where you began. And he kind of looks you up and down, like, again, this scrawny 16-year-old girl. What are you going to waft away as some small little thing that cares not for the people around her, the dangers that these people face every day? Are you just going to forget about it and move on? Is that all? Is that what you're trying to say to me? It means nothing to you. Oh, I care very much for the people around me. I don't know that um, the structures of the world have really supported me much, but I always look out for the people that are around me and that I care. Mr. Ganser, uh, at what point were you aware that there uh, could potentially be a, a threat to the governor and the monarchy within the town of Vertum proper in across the great ruin that we now inhabit? The night when my friends were dragged out of the town and we snuck into their meeting? Hmm. Yes, you snuck into the old meeting. That's very courageous of you all. Perhaps you were just curious. Perhaps you wanted to hear what they had to say. I was interested in finding out what they were up to. Ah, uh, when perhaps they said something you liked the sound of that you joined proper, is that what you were trying to say? No, I have uh, no interest in doing anything against the monarchy I was part of. I guess I'm military. Fortunately, I've known very many people who were part of the military, and many were sent here, and they did not in any way, shape, or form want to support the governorship here. So throwing around the word military will get you no further, sir. Fortunately, my incompetence is part of the reason why I'm no longer military. Incompetence. Incompetence. Think about what you're presenting me, sir. You are a man who seems... And you need to do everything yourself and can't trust those around you to do their jobs. Especially the jobs that, can, that ensure the security of the people that live within this town. You, you don't trust them to do what they need to do. And you need to do it yourself. Yet you freely admit that you are incompetent. So you're going to go and do the investigation incompetently. So either, again, sir, you are either... Very brave, man. Or fool. I would say a bit both. Mm. The job that I took bringing here was probably not worth it. And you, ma'am, what is your name again, young girl? Sophia. Sophia, your family name? Just Sophia. Just Sophia. Uh, you have no family. Is that what you're telling me? You have no mother or father, brother, sister, anything of the sort? No. Nothing? No ties? Not natural ties. I not natural. Did have a bit of a family that took me in, but uh, that also was really not in my best interest either. So I have adopted, so to speak, the groups that I travel with. I'm curious if that is a character flaw. Perhaps you are unwilling to be held accountable to others. You can see that as. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your permission. You're welcome. I do not think I needed it, Mr. Ganza. I can't say that you have all been entirely convincing. How old are you, sir? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. And you, girl? Sixteen. Oh, uh, perhaps there's hope for you still. You might turn your life around. Duty. Accountability. Tell me, do you, uh, do you have love for the monarchy, young girl? Miss Zofia? 
Sophia ponders this for a second uh, and responds, I have no ill will for the monarchy and have no desires for overthrow or involvement with anyone who would do any sort of violent overthrow. Uh, what to do with the two of you? Question Ralph and I have been pondering for the better part of the morning and for a large quantity of last eve. I can't say that you all have entirely convinced me of anything here other than you, sir, claims to be member of the monarchy who claims to be a member of the military you hide behind these terms. They're hollow when they come out of your mouth and you were given the opportunity to demonstrate your loyalty with action. You did not choose wisely and only when you were caught in corner did you finally reveal all that you knew. You lead this woman here, this 16-year-old girl. What example are you setting for her? Not a very good one. He kind of sighs. He stands up and pushes himself off the table. Fortunate for you, I don't think that you are capable of insurgency. You have no love for anything, no ability to be accountable to others. And you fail in everything you do. So even if you were part of this insurgency, I fear nothing from you. But if you are going to be a member of this community, you are going to, to do a damn better job informing on what you find than what you've done thus far. Mr. Wilhelm's here is, as he so frequently mentions at our weekly meetings, short-staffed ability to secure the mines and secure the walls and secure prisoners is clearly proving difficult with the numbers he has. And I have two here, and as you say, more, perhaps, in need of redemption. So, Mr. Ganser, you wanted so badly to find out who and what and where and why on your own. Mr. Wilhelms and I are going to give you that opportunity. You report to him everything you find, everything you discover. I'm told that there was a third attacker at the apothecary. Is this correct? That's correct. You work with Wilhelms. You will work with the other wardens here and you will find this other party. You will follow this other party and you will figure out everything he or she or whatever they were knows. And before the first heavy fall, you better have answers. Or the next time we converse, you will not leave the room standing. You understand? I do. Sophia just sort of raises her eyebrows. What? We have genuine concerns for our safety with one of our friends missing, one of our friends thrown off a cliff, and I have honestly felt safe being in jail the last couple of nights because our room was tossed, they chased us to Charlotte's home, and I am genuinely still worried for what our safety will be, and we are happy to help and share any information that we can with you. I wonder if there is any protection. Wilhelms is the one who answers this question, and he says... We can make arrangements for you to stay within the barracks. Thank you for that. He nods, curtly but not unkindly. If we're done here, I have work to do. The governor calls. And the two, both Fair and the other, Bloodwort, leave curtly, the door kind of flapping around. 
Wilhelm's like lets out like this like he's been holding his breath for like the last 45 minutes and he's just like turn to you Erwin you will never know how close you are to losing your head <laughs> Mr. Furs is a very stern man at times he's very close and so as you know to take out his, his little keychain and go through the manacles unhook you and he uh, he takes you to the, the the barracks kind of walks you through it's a whole lot of bunks. There's not a whole lot of privacy. Give you some some time to kind of get settled and figure things out. Night comes around, and Bear, you, uh, in the clinic, feeling a little bit better. You're uh, recuperating the past few days. No one's really updated you. But then again, you've been on the drugs, you know? And you wake up. You know, you and Bruno have been playing cards left and right. You're pretty sure you owe him a lot of money at this point. And... You kind of hear this voice. It's not Bruno, though. Look to your right, you can see him. You think you see him anyway. You hear him. Like a snoring happening. But you hear a voice. You hear some strange tongues. It's kind of chanting. And some of it is in a language you don't understand. But you've heard it before. And you're not really sure. But then it kind of breaks into some sort of broken common. This It's dark out. Moonlight coming through the the windows, like the shutters here and there, casting these lines across the walls and across the floors. Mm. You can hear Bruno snoring a bit to the side. So he's not sleep talking. He's not sleep talking. Okay. And as you as you look around for the source, you see Cressida, maybe five feet from you, against the other window. She's on her knees. One of her legs, remember, was. Kind of lopped off below it. You can see the bloody, the bloody, uh, kind of wooden stump that's still not quite taking quite right. Bandage wrapped around it. She's got whatever kind of robe or gown that she's been wearing cast down from her shoulders, and she's got her back to you. But one of the other windows, you can see some lines of moonlight cascading across the back. And as she as she talks, you can see that she's holding something in her hand. Kind of moves up moves down and you can kind of see the shape of it right the shape of her arm moving up and then you hear her just kind of hiss like and you realize that she's cutting herself oh this freaking lady and she says great mother great mother i hear you and then she cuts herself your call is louder now than never i will come soon she just keeps cutting and cutting and like clear my throat like loud enough so that she can hear it and like pretend I'm going back to sleep. And then you see her kind of start. She didn't know that you it was like pretend I'm snoring. And she looks over in your in your direction, are your eyes still open? Yeah, like I'm just peeking through. Okay. Under one arm. Alright. Uh roll. Do you want do you do you care if she notices you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Roll roll a skull duggery test. And I won't tell you. Duggery. Yeah, because you're trying to stealth. Or actually, I'm sorry, stealth. You can make it a stealth. Uh, Roll a stealth test. Sorry. I think it's the same. Oof. Yeah, I want to reroll that. Okay, go ahead. That was a 91. All right, let's try it again. Uh, I failed with a 56. Okay. When she looks in your direction, which she does over her shoulder, this quick, as if she's been caught doing something that she shouldn't. Again, it's very dark. There are little slats and the windows and the shutters light coming through and you can see these two bright 
beady white eyes zero in on your bed and you hear it just go Shh. go to sleep big one go to sleep I pretend I'm asleep <laughs> and then she turns back to the window and she says I will join you soon great lady and I will bring others <laughs> <laughs>